Small Business Success Podcast. I'm happy to have you here today. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonnie. Episodes here. So I've got a great lineup of episodes. If you want to go back, SOS Marketing Brand and the Sum say that what we're doing is building brands that survive while developing people to thrive. And we know that businesses just don't build themselves, that it takes really great leadership and, and really great vision to be able to have a success. We all know that. And as a matter of fact, it's going to get tougher. If you saw some of the proposed plans of taxation that is going to happen to small businesses, um, it appears that that's going up quite got to get, we've got to get it together, right? Got profitable in order to be more profitable in order to feel more successful. Let's get started on our 50th episode. Now, again, like I said, um, each and every week I talk about mindset, marketing, and education, but today we're going to kind of do a, a, an overview of all of them for our 50th uh, episode here. And uh, our title today is the PPP, PPP. Now, this isn't the PPP that we've all been, you know, having uh, ingrained in our past year and a half, not the, uh, you know, the, the collection of money that the government has provided businesses in order to stay PPP, PPP that we've all known and we've heard a million times, piss poor planning provides, set it. You know this to be true. You're, and this piss poor planning that is providing poor performance, um, and it might be happening in your business. And you know, we we may not have an enormous control over the country. We certainly don't have any control over the world, but we do have some control over our businesses. So found us and saying, you know, when you see poor leadership, it just like it's like, and then you have to be able to kind of say does my team view me as being a leader in my community? And what do I need to do to kind of shift this around? Now, I know that most people struggle with feeling as though they need to do too many things in order to bullshit that happens, that they don't get to the bigger projects. The so Let's kind of define this. So we all know piss and poor. So we're, let's talk about the plan, piss poor planning. Planning would be kind of a detail. Plan vacations. We plan weddings. We plan time off. We plan families. Uh, we plan dinners with our friends. Um, all of these things we plan and we're very, we're not very good at maybe planning out us to success is beyond me. And listen, I'm, I'm right there with it. You know, like everybody else, um, just as soon as I think things are going good, something else shows up that kind of throws me off my game a little bit, what happens to the best of us. So the thing that we need to know is that, that the broader plan has to kind of be set in, you know, concrete. It has to be a little bit more firm, but a flexible plan says how I'm going to get there might change how I um, envision it happening and how it does happen are usually always two different things, right? Like that, uh, the, uh, the arrow to success is never, 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 never a straight line, right? All right, so let's define performance here a little bit. So performance would be kind of like, if you look at it from an entertainment value, the act of staging or presenting, um, or from that standpoint, a, a form of planning out performance. Now I want you to think about it from that perspective. You wouldn't go to a Broadway play if they didn't practice, if they didn't, if they didn't plan an amazing performance. You wouldn't necessarily go to that. You know, if there were no guidelines, rules, or structure to a sporting event, you wouldn't go watch it if it was just a haphazard approach to, you know, a bunch of people on a field or on a, you know, on a, in an arena type of thing, just running around and, and not having any structure to it. So we know that we know we're all capable of planning performance. Okay. But we also then have to be able to kind of look at, are we just running our businesses kind of from a day-to-day -day operation and just fixing things as they break? Or are we really putting some effort into the, the future of what we say we want out of it? 
Um, and then here's the, here's another definition, more on the business side here, the action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action task or function. And that's really what kind of this like whole strategic process is, this whole strategic plan is you're looking at what you want to accomplish. So it's kind of like, you know, begin with the end in mind, what do you want? And then working backwards strategically to be able to implement actions, tasks, and functions in place with timelines in order to achieve it. Now, in my some of my, my favorite, some of my favorite time working in this industry was when I was working with events, big events, planning the events. So I was the director of Naha. I um, planned out all the education for many events, Hair World. Um, oh gosh, I think it was in 1999 or 2001. I don't even remember. It was one of those days. Um, Cosmoprof North America, uh, ISSEs, um, many, many, many things over my course of my career was event planning. And I can tell you that event without planning is a disaster. So you definitely have to plan out the events. And what you do is you work from, you know, you work from the end goal in mind and you work backwards with all your timelines in order to be able to achieve it. And that's what I want to kind of help you guys with a little bit today here. So we're going to talk about it in a couple different areas other than the some keystones um, that we're that we're going to focus on is kind of the foundation pieces but i want you to look at it from this perspective here's a plan of how i want you to look at it from a standpoint of you personally not necessarily your business the first thing that we have to have is we have to have this ability to have emotional awareness okay and emotional awareness would be what is causing me the stress? What's not working? What am I afraid of? What do I fear might be happening in here? And how am I managing it? Okay, so then you got to go to emotional management. So am I aware that I'm not managing myself or other things or other people well? And then I have to be able to get to this place to say, I need to start emotionally managing what's going on around me, okay? And when you, when you learn to, and listen, it's, you cannot control your emotions, but your emotions are always going to be active and alive and overly engaged, especially in stressful times like we've been living in for the last couple of years. All right. So, and, I, and I'm saying the last couple of years and not just the last 18 months, because if you look at the tail end of 2019 and, and how we were rolling into 2020, I think there was a lot of people that had some enormous expectations of what they wanted to accomplish or what they wanted to do. Like we were, we were busy. We were, we were in, we were engaged. We were, things were good. You know, society was good. We felt safe. So we were taking greater risks going into 2020 in order to kind of like push that next piece of profit, success, um, engagement, um, working our way towards retirement, going to go on that trip that we'd always dreamed of because life was good in 2019, but it was still stressful and it was still overwhelming. And there was this high level of expectations that we were trying to meet. And then, you know, lo and behold, we all know what happened. Um, you know, COVID came and it kind of put all of our plans uh, to the wayside here. And then we had to kind of look at this place of, okay, so now I'm aware of what's not working. How am I managing what's not working? And a lot of people, we, we all admit we didn't some, to some degree, we didn't manage it well. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of am one of those people that's really driven by things that change rapidly. So I'm, I'm good under pressure. 
really good under pressure. That made me a really great event planner. And really good under pressure is keeping all those balls in the air. But as 2020 progressed, and I was keeping all these balls in the air of, of trying to, you know, manage the salon business, you know, manage the salon that I'm in and manage all of my client interactions and manage myself and my emotions. There was a point where I just kind of like, I, I had to like start letting some balls drop. I just, I wasn't in a space to be emotionally okay. And I wasn't managing it well. Okay. Um, I think I was kind of one of many in this situation in here, but what I then discovered is, okay, so now I've got to kind of like regroup and figure out ways to be able to manage it, not control it, but manage it. And managing it is, is being able to look at how you're acting or reacting to certain things that's going on around you. Um, how you're acting and reacting, acting and reacting. Okay. And once I was able to kind of like look at my stress levels and my level of reaction to things, I was able to put some things into place that were helping me to say, do I need to worry about this right now? No. Can I move forward um, without having to kind of solve this problem in this immediate moment? No. And then that gave me, that allowed me to kind of be emotionally connected to myself, which in turn allowed me to be emotionally connected with others. And when you get to that place from emotional management to emotional connection, it really puts you in a leadership position. So whether you're a leader, whether you have leadership in your title or not, doesn't matter. When you can go from awareness management to connection, you automatically look at are looked at as a leader. Okay. And when you're looked at as a leader, it means that you've got to keep the awareness, keep the management, keep the connection in place. Because again, like I said, the, the top, the top part of the chart here is emotional leadership. And then your job as a good emotionally intelligent person or an emotionally intelligent leader is to help others in awareness management connection so that they can get up to that place of leading and managing their lives in a way that is less stressful, more suitable, more profitable. Okay. So if you're, you know, we're in the business, in the beauty business here, some of you are in the small business that are my clients that are just in beauty, health, and wellness. But when you can get to that emotional leader part, your job then becomes to help other people to get there. So it means you're managing your teams better. You're managing the connection with your teams better um, and helping other people to be managing their lives better as well. Because we know that this is also right now, this time is called the great resignation, right? So we know that things are still changing rapidly in all of this. So now I want to go into the some keystones here. So, you know, I say that that SOS is, you know, I have many different acronyms for it. It's save our salons. It's, um, you know, strategy um, and opportunity equals success. But the truth is, you guys, is right now, what I want you to just remember about SOS is save our souls, okay? We've got to start taking better care of ourselves because things are not getting better. They're not getting easier. So COVID is still very active. Now there's more mandates. Now there's more expectations. Now there's more, um, you know, uh, force forcefulness happening in regards to this pandemic. We're looking at our political landscape and, and crazed by it at this point of what's going on. We're worried about our future. We're worried about our safety. We're worried about our families. We're worried about, you know, our, our, our children having a, a, a safe world, you know, and country to grow up in. All of these things are overwhelming us here. 
And all of it means that we have to be able to just kind of look at what can I do in this moment to be able to manage myself emotionally and help other people's and help other people to manage themselves emotionally either. And this is where we kind of go back then into the keystones and into the, the plan that the simplicity of just planning out how we're going to make these things happen, how we're going to make people feel safe, how we're going to try to make more money, how we're trying to get our business to that next level. Okay. And the number one part of our, some keystone strategy here is sales, right? So we've got to be able to look at how we're doing sales. Is it an easy process? Is it a difficult process? Are clients coming into us? Is it taking more than three steps for clients to be providing us a transaction of currency? Is it taking more than three steps for a client to be able to have a transaction of currency with us? And if it does, then you, we need to look at how we're doing sales, what our sales process is, and what might need to change, which flies into operations to some degree. But let's look at sales first. So the first thing you want to look at is because most of us are service-based business here. Like we are in the business of providing a service, which means that people literally need to give us their time and we need to give them our time in order to make the decision go into play here. So we need to look at, you know, our main menu. What is our main menu? Where are we making the most money from? Um, and in the main menu or what we call that, that regular and ongoing income or the passive income, okay, the bread and butter income, are there other areas that we can look at, specialties and upgrades that we can add to the menu in order to up the ticket price in order to up the price in order to be more profitable. Okay. Now there's not a shortage of money flowing right now. There is a shortage of places to spend money because we're not doing as many things. We're not vacationing as much. We're not going to concerts. We're not eating out as much. So money is not an issue. And this is what creates us into the supply and demand focal point of where we're at right now. And as a service-based business, we are in a very much a supply and demand. We have more clients wanting our services than we have maybe time or staff or opportunities to fill that, which means that clients are being booked out into the future in order to make this transaction happen. And we want to figure out ways to be able to speed this up or while they're in our chair, upgrade those opportunities for them to be spending more with us in between those times when they're not with us. Okay. So on the sales side, we want to look at services, main menu, specialty upgrades. Then we want to look at retail and retail's back, you guys. No joke. It is back. Get your little butts into that front area and see where you're going with your retail and look at opportunities to be able to definitely upgrade and up-level this entire part of your business because it's back and we deserve to have this additionary um, revenue stream in our salon. Okay. So appointments online would be considered a sales strategy, retail online. Some of you might be doing business with companies that provide you a kickback or an affiliate type of program. Um, I know we do a couple of that. Um, some of them are kind of like set up automatically for us. Some of them we have to participate in and engage in. Um, and then, of course, on the sales side of it, we have to look at these other two areas, too. At the end of the day, it's about existing clients and new clients. OK, what are the strategies that we need to put in place from a sales perspective for existing clients? In other words, 
Do we up, pre-book them, upgrade selling retail, upgrade uh, specialty items for them while they're there? And then, of course, how are we managing the process for new clients to be able to get on our books? Because I can tell you that online booking is a potential problem for new clients to get on our books because they typically don't book it right. They're not sure what to book, what they want and what they end up booking kind of has two different areas in it. So do you have a really good sales process for new clients to be able to get into and on your books in order to make that trash currency? Now, of those things that we did, I want you to look at one area that you want to improve in, okay? Might be just your generic service menu. It might be up in your retail at this point. It might be looking at your online booking system and, and maybe clarifying or cleaning that up or putting a better sales strategy to it so that more people can do it. And then it's, again, it takes away that how many actions has to happen for somebody to make that currency transaction with you, okay? Um, maybe it's looking at how to be able to cater and VIP your existing clients so that they are getting taken care of first. And maybe it's a strategy for new clients that you might need to look at um, in order to make sure that they're not disrupting your systems, but they're blending in um, well to your existing systems in there. One area, pick one area. Okay. All right. And you guys, just so you know, all of these um, podcasts are going on YouTube this week. So all 50 of them, including this one are going up on YouTube this week. And I, I have, because I, so I'm videotaping these and I have all of this as a, as a presentation um, placement in here. So you can see and, and, and what I'm saying and apply it to it a little bit better. Cause I know sometimes people really like the video. They like the visualness of videos versus just listening. Okay. All right. So we're working into our second now keystone, which is mindset. Oh, sorry. I lied. I went too far. It's our second keystone is actually operations. All right. Now, operations is very broad and very deep, but I've kind of narrowed it down to a few areas that I know that my clients and and I and I see from an industry perspective, some people still struggling with. So one of them is leadership. The second would be systems. Okay, and systems is what we just talked about. Sales processes, ways to be able to refine and create the simplest, most um, quickest way for a client to give you money. Okay. That would be kind of a system in there. Um, maybe in under operations, you are short staffed and you need a hiring process right now, uh, a hiring campaign, something to be in action, to be able to find some people. Maybe you're not into financing or the financial side of the business. Um, and you're struggling with that and you are a little intimidated by the finance side of your business. Um, and maybe you're not really sure where your profit margin is, where you're sitting with your profit margin. Um, maybe you need to look at and review your pricing menu. Because as I said before, if we're in a sales, uh, a supply and demand issue, then what I'm, what I'm requesting is everybody raise their prices. Everybody uplift our industry right now and raise your prices so that we can kind of get on a new path of not feeling as though we're undercharged. And listen, if we're, they're talking about small business taxes and, and they consider small businesses under 500. So that pretty much includes 99.9% .9 of salons in our country here. They're looking at raising those taxes by almost 10%. We're already on a barely 10% profit margin as a business. So if our taxes are going up to that degree, we know that our profit margin is going to be impacted by that. So maybe it's time that you dove into your finances 
and really looked at where you're at right now so that you can put a plan together of where you want to go. Might be pricing. Again, the pricing piece, um, compensation, maybe the way that you're paying your team. Um, you want to relook at ways to be able to do that. And I can tell you, maybe I don't have the answers to all of these questions that I'm asking you, but I can refer you to people that are really good experts in these other fields of this. Uh, or maybe you just need to kind of put together some new policies and procedures based on the way that we're doing business today. Okay. So in this category, I want you to put pick two areas that you want to refine. All right. Two areas that you want to get better at or refine leadership systems, hiring, finance, profits, pricing, compensation, or additional policies and procedures. Okay. All right. Number three is mindset. And in mindset, it's, it's personal, right? It's personal for you. And it's personal of how you are leading your life, your business, your team, your family, and everything else in between, okay? So here's the categories under mindset. Emotional intelligence, time management, time on the business versus time in the business, time off, chair time over lead time, okay? So are you behind the chair or are you playing the role of the leader, okay? And what's the balance of percentage of that? Health and wellness, are you taking care of yourself? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Are you managing your entire body um, well? Uh, maybe it's meditating, okay? Or maybe it's just connecting with like-minded others for energy, ideas, um, feeling like you're not alone in this, okay? So look at mindset as this particular category and then the subcategories that I just had. And I want you to pick one action you can do to support your mindset, okay? Emotional intelligence, time management, time on versus time in your business, time off, chair time over leader time, health or wellness, meditation, or connect with like-minded others. Pick one, all right? Pick one that you know that you can support your mindset, all right? All right, number four is marketing. And again, this is another one of those categories that is very wide and very deep here. Um, so we've, I've narrowed down the subcategories here to strategy. Maybe you just need somebody to help you with a strategy, which is what I'm doing right now, okay? Uh, maybe you need more support in the digital marketing world. Uh, you're not up to par with where your digital presence is. Maybe you need more marketing support with your in real life. In other words, in your business, how to just market to your existing clients, how to be able to teach your team to market better, to be able to pre-book, sell retail, um, and, uh, you know, and, and cater to those, to those new clients or upgrades and uh, enhancements while they're in the chair. Maybe you need to really look at your brand and it might, you might need a rebrand. You might need to just kind of like look at where your brand is and, and maybe revise or rebrand um, values. Now, values could go under mindset, but I always put values under marketing because I want you to think about when you are putting yourself out there from a marketing perspective, it has to be based in your foundation of values. Okay, So we say that, that what you need to be is values driven in how you market yourself and your business. Okay, values driven. So maybe we just need to look at your values. Maybe you're struggling in areas that are more specific under these subcategories of email, texting, maybe in social media. Those are obviously the tools under a marketing category that um, you may not be utilizing as well. And you might, it might be easier than you think. Okay. Uh, maybe 
you just need to be understand a little bit more marketing within your community. You know, the most successful, if you're a brick and mortar business, the most successful thing you can do is market within a five mile radius. That's it. That's it. A five mile radius. So maybe look at the strategy of your, just your five mile community as uh, something you want to do, or maybe it's in-house marketing and merchandising. Maybe it's just really working with your team, working with your product lines, your product manufacturers and up in your game is else. Right? Now, what I want you to do is I want you to pick called marketing. Okay. So it was strategy, digital in real life, IRL branding values, email, text, or social media, as far as tools, community or in-house marketing and merchandising. All right. Pick three that you want to be able to support yourself with. All right. And then the final category of our some keystones is education. All right. And I've broken this into two areas here. Self, you, okay, what you need to learn and team, what your team might need to learn. Now, in order for you to choose some of the areas in here, then education is going to fly back into the other four keystones that we just talked about. So I want you to go back into sales operation, mindset, and marketing. And I want you to say, what do I need to learn in one of these areas? And I want you to pick two per this column for you. Okay. Go back into sales operation, mindset, and marketing that we talked about and pick two areas that you want to be better educated on. All right. Because here's the deal, you guys, I get it. There's this DIY approach. And if it's a DIY approach, it means that you got to self-educate as well. Then there's the do it with you. And this is how I work with my clients. So it's like, I'm going to teach you how to do it and you're going to fly, which is a lot of the seminars, webinars, master classes, boot camps, um, sprints, things like that, that I do. That would be kind of a DIY approach. Then there's the do it with me. This is when you are actually coming on board with me and you're working with me for um, you know, a, a certain amount of time or an extended amount of time in order to achieve certain milestones that you're aiming for. All right. That's to do it with you. And then I have calling arm um, or their education arm for their organization in order to kind of like manage that part of it. I'm their department in a sense. Okay. I'm managing that part of the department that they don't have somebody to do. And that would be the do it for you approach in there. So those are the three ways that I work with my clients. Now, under this strategy plan that we're putting together right now, I want you to look at in the sales operation mindset and marketing, what are some areas that you need to learn? And this is going to be your DIY homework here. You're going to have to take that on. Now, in the other column, team, I want you to look at what does your team need to learn? Where do they need support from an educational standpoint? Is it sales? Is it mindset for them? Is it marketing, better marketing strategies? Is it soft skills? Okay, maybe emotional intelligence or uh, better consultations, um, how to be able to manage clients that are coming in that are unhappy with their hair. I don't care what it is. What are some areas here? Um, and then, of course, there's technical skills. And the technical skills would be, are there soft technical skills that they, you want them to learn more in? And then there's, of course, technical, practical technical skills. Um, you know, do they need to learn balayage technique? Do they need to learn some smoothing techniques? Do they need to learn better corrective colors? Or maybe you're, you're wanting to do some specialty type color programs, or maybe they're, maybe they just need some upgrades in haircutting skills. All right. Now I want you to pick two per column. So two for yourself and two for your team. All right. So what we've just done is we put together a strategic plan here. So let's look at the plan. You're going to go back and look at what you chose for sales. What was the one thing you, what one area that you chose for sales? Okay. The two areas that you need to invest some time into in operations, the one action you're going to take in mindset, 
the two things in marketing that you're going to improve upon, all right, and, and again, invest a little time and possibly money into, education for self, what two things are you going, do you need to learn? Education for team, what two things do you want your team to learn? Now, there's tons of resources out there, you guys, especially when it comes to education. There's so much opportunity out there in education to get better, but work with your, work with your collaboratively with what's available to you. So if it's education for your team, check back with your manufacturers and find out what you can, what they can do. Check and see what's going on in the area. There's shows that are coming back. I'm going to be going to Chicago, ABS. I'm going to be going to Nick Arojo's event in New York. I mean, then you've got Orlando coming around the corner. These are areas of opportunities that you can add to your plan in order to up-level, especially in that area of education. But it might also fill your mindset too and get together with like-minded people as well. All right, so that's how you put a strategy plan together, you guys. Now, if you need help doing this, remember that piss poor planning is gonna provide poor performance and we've, we've seen enough of that, okay? If you need help here, then please reach out. That's all I'm asking you to do and reach out because I'm giving you an opportunity to actually set up a free consultation with me, a free strategy session. And we'll take this exact plan that I've just shared with you and put it together for you, okay? Now, I want you to think about when you have no control, or no plan in place? How do you feel? Okay, you typically will feel overwhelmed, unsafe, distracted, out of control, defeated, alone, tired, stressed, unhappy, and unfulfilled. All right. Now, if you take a little bit of time, and like I said, I'm offering this for free to you. I'm offering this plan for free to you if you want to set up a call with me. If you have a plan and a vision, this is typically then how you feel. Focused, safe, driven, visionary, collaborative, winning, energized, healthy, happy, and fulfilled. And that is ultimately how I want you to feel at the end of this, especially at the end of the free strategy session. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to SOSSaloncoaching.com sossaloncoaching.com. And you're going to click on the button for the free SOS strategy session. It's going to go right onto my calendar. And we're going to talk about these five areas and put together this very quick, immediate plan for you to be able to look at how to get your business to that next level. Okay. And I've got some things coming up, you guys. Oh, and a, a new blog. So check out my latest blog. It's going out um, today, later today. My latest blog is called Speak. And it's kind of, it falls into the marketing, um, a keystone. And it also ties in with a program that I'm doing on October 4th, a masterclass program called the staging method, which is another marketing program. Um, and I talk about it from a, a standpoint because I'm helping educators to be able to uh, manage how to build content, how to create content, how to market content, how to deliver content. And the staging method is my approach to being able to do that. Um, and, but as a salon owner, this would be perfect for you because it falls right under that marketing category and it falls under the education category of maybe something new you can learn here. That's October 4th from six to eight. You can go to my website for both of these, bonniebonadeo.com, um, click the blog, click the events buttons, and it'll take you right there. I promise you guys, I'm about helping you to survive, but more importantly, watching you thrive 
And I always appreciate and thank you. Hey, share this uh, podcast. If you're listening to it, share this podcast with a friend. I would appreciate it. Share it on Facebook or Instagram. Um, if you can with others so that I can start building up my audience level and uh, because I'm intending to do 50 more. All right. Thanks you guys for everything. And I'll see you next week.